All right, my friend, welcome back to another week of the Husband Law Podcast. We are so excited you're here. And today, before we dive into this awesome episode, I wanted to remind you that you have just a few days left to pick up your little dude and start a great family tradition this year. Maybe you're ready to put the elf on the shelf for good and to simplify your holiday season. And the little dude is a perfect way to do that. It's also the perfect gift for family and friends. It's small. It's easy to ship. It's a great price, so go pick up yours today. They are only on sale until November 21st. That is if I have not sold out of them already. I'm hoping that there's still a few left for you if you have not bought one yet. They will be there in time for the 1st of December, as long as you buy them right away. We are hoping to get everybody's there by the 1st of December so that you can start a new family tradition and enjoy these little guys, these little dudes, for the whole month of December and into the rest of the year, should you decide. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Have a great week. Don't hesitate to show love for somebody. Don't ignore that prompting to send a text message. You have no idea what a difference it's making and how important that is. And if even if you feel like they have a ton of support, you don't know that. And nobody can have too much support and love given to them. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. It's a little more energetic all of a sudden. Yeah. Just his recording voice. Somebody's got to be energetic. Yeah, because Steve, what are you saying about Steve's me? recording voice <laughs> is this. It's the same. Steve like shuts down for a little bit when we first start <laughs> recording and then you pick it back up. Well, gotta, Steve, are you tired? You got to give me a topic to get fired up about if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's tired. He said after lunch, lunch made him tired. Yeah. Oh. I need a post lunch nap. Okay. <laughs> we have a guest bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because I pulled up and your car was here. And then I opened the garage and drove in and Jessica's car was not here. Yep. And so then I looked at your car and you were not in it. And I was like, where's Steve? <laughs> Steve called me and he's like, um, I'm sitting by myself in your house. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Matt should be there shortly. I hope he saw the message to come eat lunch before. I didn't see the message. Oh, so Matt just got home and found me eating lunch in his house. Yeah. Was, was the message on Boxer? No. Oh, where was it? In the new we don't message use Boxer strand because we don't use Voxer anymore. This is I don't think you're seeing oh. our messages. It's your bold logic email. I don't see that. <laughs> I, okay. So he probably hasn't seen any of the whole thread. That's funny because we've messaged a bunch. <laughs> and I started it with, hey, guys, here's the new thread. I don't know if either of you use this email. But I'm going to start using my bold logic email for our bold logic. And you didn't wait for me to say, yeah, I do use this email. Well, Jessica responded and that was that. So (laughs) That is funny. I've not thought about the fact you have not responded at all. I've never seen this. I tagged you and said, hey, Matt, are you okay with this change? And you didn't respond. If you're okay with it, it, don't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's why when I told you, you know, we'd switch the time to 1245 today. I had no idea. You had no idea. Okay, well, we got to figure that, that out. That doesn't occur to me either. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I did look at the calendar this morning. I'm like, oh, okay, it's there. 
But did you make that change this morning? Yeah, I did. Because okay, I realized it still said noon. Because last night when I looked at it said noon. The calendar yeah. to prepare myself for the next day. <laughs> it said noon. Here's insight into yeah. how we actually function, guys. Jessica and I have had three different conversations <laughs> yeah, on here. Yeah. It wasn't just one conversation we've had on there oh, either. Cool. It's like three of them. So fill me in. What's going on? <laughs> well, one of them. The second already... one ended with Matt Fruit. Does that work for you? Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of it. <laughs> So the conversations were first, is this a good email address? Which apparently it's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible question. The second was, we're switching the time. Oh. Does it work to switch the time to 1245? Yeah. And as in which I tagged you and you didn't respond. And the third was, hey, get here early and you can eat lunch before lunch is on the table waiting for you. I had no idea. But you showed up early. It worked well, out Well, I was perfect. hungry. And I was like, you know <laughs> what? I'm going to go eat first. <laughs> the other funny thing is Steve called me from our house <laughs> he's like i'm i should have checked with matt to see if he wanted a ride but i forgot to check with him because i thought he'd already be gone yeah i thought <laughs> i was late <laughs> and then i was thinking, so i just ran out the back of the warehouse to my car and i was laughing because it's like i bet he doesn't even know so uh, if you had asked him he would have been like oh <laughs> all the more reason i should have anyways there you usually go. when i go to touch base with you before i leave they're like matt left like 10 minutes ago you better hurry <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah. Uh, at least a few times at least. It's very special. Yeah. So now we okay, know cool. to put your different email address in there on our new form of communication. Okay. Or I could just add the bold logic. The bold logic email. Steve wanted to, to leave the bold logic email so that it was separate. Separate. So okay. he could tell I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It works for him though. Yep. That's all I care about. Oh really? <laughs> No, I mean for him. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you only care if it works for Steve. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. what you should That's know. what I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is what I heard. You hear what you want to hear, babe. <laughs> Do I want to hear that? That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Any good stories from this past this week? This past or week. Two? And it was Pride. It was Pride. Oh, it was Pride. Boise Pride Fest. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, you had a long weekend. I did have a very long weekend. And you're going into another big, exhausting weekend. It'll be a very relaxing, exhausting weekend. Though. You always come home from these trips and you're like, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm like, so exhausted. I didn't sleep for it. seven days. <laughs> <laughs> it's vacation. All I'm going to do is, well, we're just going to relax on a houseboat for Do tell, six Steve. Days. What are you going to do on this vacation? Play and party and. We can sleep during the day. <laughs> isn't, isn't that That's when you're supposed to be having fun? Is I don't understand why, like, this is my own thing. Why people stay up super late partying, but then they just sleep most of the day. Like, why not it's, just party during the day? I, I have always thought the same thing. It really irritates me that, like, if you're if you're the type that goes out, the stuff doesn't even get going until, like, 1130. Yeah. It's like, especially with, especially... At eleven thirty at night, yeah. Cool. Especially when it's dark at you know in the winter when it's dark at like seven thirty. Start those parties at eight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's party, people. Yeah. yeah. Start the party at eight, and I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've already been in bed for like two hours by the time the party starts. By eleven thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like getting off uh, my schedule that much. Well, for a night, I would do it. Just one? I just for one night, maybe two. I don't mind getting super off schedule, but I don't like how I feel for the next week if I do more than that. 
Right. So anyways, have fun. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Okay, anything else? You had Pride. It yeah. was awesome. You came to Pride. I came for a hot For an minute. hour. Yeah. I was not able to make it. No. Dang it. We had a lot going on that weekend. Mm. Not like plans, just emotional stuff. Yeah. Emotional stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It just was a lot, and so it was kind of hard to it was, get outside of our It was good house. to relax. Yes. Hmm. So I was actually surprised I showed up for an hour, but I had laid by the pool for two hours before that, so... <laughs> but it was fun. You saw I saw the best performance. I was going to say, I came right at the best time. I was so excited. The kid on the electric violin who, yeah. like, dances his heart out on stage. It was awesome. It was awesome. Inspired by Lindsey Sterling. He made me very happy. Yeah. I was really glad I saw He's him. He's like the gay 15-year-old version of Lindsey Sterling. Yeah. <laughs> is that how old he is? He's 15? Yeah. And he's and been he's doing, doing this, this for sprint. years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's impressive. Is he from Boise? Yeah. I think I've seen You've him You've seen him in probably in the yeah. farmer's market years ago. Yes. That's where Pride picked him up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him. I've yeah, seen him around. Yeah. He's, he's very talented. He's a cool kid. Very talented. And Penny really liked the jump rope team performance. Oh, she's begging me to get in on that team. I knew now. she would. She it wants was impressive. to be on the jump rope team. Is this the Summer Wind jump rope team? Yeah. <laughs> you know oh. them. Oh, the Summer Wind jump rope team started when I was in elementary school. <laughs> Were you on the team, Matt? No. It was, I remember the first tryouts happening. How'd it go? And I was like, I don't want to be a part of that. Why do I want to try out for jumping rope? <laughs> okay. They do some cool no, stuff. No. It, it, but here's the thing. The point being is, like, a few years later, you saw this jump roping team morph into this, like, elite jump roping team. And you're like, holy crap. People can do that with a jump rope? It's amazing. And then all of a sudden we started having assemblies, like, the Summer Wind jump rope team's coming. <laughs> because Summer Wind Elementary School is where it started. And that's why it's called Summer Wind Jump Rope Team. And to think, Matt, you could have gotten in at ground I level. I could have. Did I say that wrong? How do you say no, that? No, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, like no, it's a, like it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> we know I don't know the correct terms or sayings. <laughs> Is the summer wind jump rope team a pyramid scheme? <laughs> no, maybe. I'm really dying Ground to level. watch the Lula Rich show. Speaking of which, what is that? Okay. Speaking of which, how? Yeah, what? pyramid schemes. Like, pyramid schemes. Okay. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out. I have no oh. idea what that show. I is. probably will have watched it by now. By the time this airs, I will have watched you... it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at me for? You boy? just said I really want to watch that. I probably will have watched it by now. <laughs> by, the... <laughs> by the time this airs, <laughs> I did clarify that after yeah, I said that. Good thing because <laughs> I about short circuited. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Jessica? <laughs> that was definitely a Kathy moment. <laughs> That's okay. I'm allowed to be like my mom sometimes. <laughs> yeah. In our group text uh, with the family, Jessica's mom accidentally <laughs> sent a text with only the letter A. As Matt and I are sitting next to her. Yeah. <laughs> Just the letter A. So, so I saw the opportunity to respond to this family group text with the letter B. <laughs> and 
And then since my dad and Matt are the same person, <laughs> my dad responded with a letter C, question mark. <laughs> and then I quickly responded, correct. <laughs> and then my mom, <laughs> sorry, mom, <laughs> she gets out her phone and looks at it and she's looking through and she kind of chuckles a little yeah, she's bit. Like, Trying then, to figure things out. Yeah. And then she, so she chuckles a little bit and then she's like looking at it some more. And then she goes, she turns to me, she goes, I think I might have sent that. <laughs> just, I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> it's in blue on your it's phone. In blue on <laughs> and then she was mad for a split second. And then she started then laughing. She laughed. <laughs> It was great. Oh, it was so great. Sounds like it. <laughs> okay, let's get into this week's topic. <laughs> it is our dear listener episode this week. Did we actually figure out how we are going to say this one? Or is how I said it fine? How you said it? Well, dear listener said was said perfectly. <laughs> Thank right. you. Thank you. Dear listener. Dear <laughs> listener who is a loved one. Of someone going through a divorce. I wish I could shorten it, but I feel like that's it. Dear loved one of someone going through a divorce. So this is for anybody who is has a friend or a family member who is going through a divorce, which I would say is... And this kind of hit me hard right now because I just started realizing that I do have a very close family member who's starting to go through this... Mm-hmm. Process. Process of in their life. Yeah. And... This is a topic we've actually been getting messages and emails about and honestly has been a good reminder for me of how to support somebody going through a divorce and what I needed when I was going through a divorce. And that's not going to be the same. Like what I needed isn't going to be the same for somebody else, but I are. I was just going to say, I think I needed some things different than you needed. Yeah. So that's why I think this is a good- Steve, what about you? (laughs) I needed, yeah. You needed what, Steve? Well, mine was just a whole life a change. whole mess of a different sort. <laughs> but for so many people, it is yeah. just a whole. It feels like your life has just been completely flipped and you have to sort through all of these things. There's so much to sort through. Your finances, your living situation, your kids, if you have them, how your friend's situation looks. I mean, it's it's all of it. Because it all changes. But I do think people handle it differently. And these are just some general ideas of how to approach it to know how your friend or family member needs support. Matt, what would you say, or Steve, what were some things that you needed during that time or didn't need? I think there's a lot of different topics with those deeds. Like, what did I need from my friends? What did I need from my family? What did I need Mm -hmm. from my parents? Like, there was a lot of different needs that went through my mind of, okay, there's certain relationships that I have and what are the needs that I need from them? Yeah. For example, my employer, my, you know, what are those and what do those look like and having those conversations and basically what I needed was writing this list down. I needed support from all of these different relationships in a different way. So like, what did I need from my employer, for example? I needed them to be willing to understand that this was a really rough time in my life. This was something that I needed some space. I probably needed a little bit of time off from from work. From work. 
And I needed them to be okay with that. So in thinking about that, I know you took some time off. You went on a trip with your kids when you first separated to get some space and that emotional, ride that first big emotional wave. And I was thinking, I'm like, for some other people, it's going to look like you need more work. Like, I can't afford to take this time off or I just need to be busy to be able to keep my mind keep off my of. mind going and processing so that I don't sink into a hole. So it could be very different there. So one of the things I put on an idea is to respect this person's boundaries. So ideally, they're communicating things to you or you ask, hey, what can I do for you right now? And some people are going to say, I want you to show up. And other people are going to say, I need some space (laughs) and to be respectful of those things. So one of the things that I was going to say is if you are a loved one of somebody who's going through divorce, write down this list for them. Like, and you're not going to share with them, but to identify yourself in their situation, who are you on their list? Yeah. Who are you on their list? Are you a close family member? Are you kind of a distant family member who wants to become closer are you a friend, a really close friend? Like identify yourself on this list and then you'll know how to respond to this person by saying, hey, I feel like I am a distant family member that wants to become closer to you so you feel supported. What do you need from me? How can I help? Yeah, how can I help? Okay, cool. <laughs> I Anyways, just so, seeing if no, Steve I, had any thoughts. I could tell. You just turned right to me. <laughs> yeah, Steve. I let there be an awkward silence for a second. <laughs> Steve's got nothing to say. Go ahead. I, I think it's good advice. Nothing to add. I agree 100%. And I feel like there were there are people who come out of the woodwork when they find out you're getting a Absolutely. divorce. And some people that you think, why the hell are you showing up right now? This, I don't. Uh, I, re- I don't need you. And there are other people who show up and you're like, I am so glad you are here. I was just going to say, I remember when my divorce or my separation became somewhat of a public topic within my friends, my family and whatever. And then all of a sudden I had a plethora of people message me either through social media, texting or whatever, or calling me out of the blue. And I could have had resentment towards that. I could have been, well, where were you at this time? Like earlier But no, I tried to, I took that as, okay, this is going to be another piece of my armor. This is another person who is on my team to help me through this battle. And I leaned on that really hard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I felt any, I don't don't relate to what you felt, Jessica. You said. Some random people that just out of the loop. It it didn't bother me to hear from someone who up until now maybe didn't feel... I need to reach out and connect, but now knowing this, felt a desire to state their love and concern. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I was open to that. I'm not saying that I actually was like, those weren't my thoughts. There were some people that I thought, I think they just want to know the drama. Mm, okay. So there were a few of those that I gave like the appropriate amount of details to. So they knew what was going on. But I also protected (laughs) my own boundaries and that of how much I shared with those people. And Um, typically when you approach somebody and they give you a very vague answer, that's more of a F off. Like, mm -hmm. and they usually get that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) And comply. And so, but for the most part, people that reached out, I was very grateful. Even if they were people I hadn't talked to for years, I felt genuinely supported 
and love did not. And so that's the first starting point, I think, is like Matt's saying, identify where you stand with this person and reach out on an appropriate level. Maybe it is giving them a call. Maybe it is sending them a text. Maybe it's reaching out through social media and just saying, hey, I saw that you're going through something hard. If you need some support, let me know. But I would say keep it appropriate to what your relationship is. I feel going through my divorce that I was extremely blessed to have my own family's support as much as they gave me. Mm -hmm. And I knew at any point point in time during my divorce and my separation that I could lean and rely on any support I needed from my parents. I ended up moving into my parents' house. Yeah. I, I was actually, I was already there during the separation. And I remember the, a very small, but it was, it was big to me because at my parents' house, we all took turns doing dishes. And I remember my mom Basically, during a family council of some sort saying, hey, we're going to go ahead and and relieve Matt of his duties of having to do the dishes while he is going through this time. Mm -hmm. Although it was a very, very small thing in the grand scheme of things, but that took so much relief off of me knowing that, okay, that's one task I don't have to worry about right now. And I can focus that energy on something else, whether it be myself, whether it be my kids or whatever that is. So I, I felt like that was a huge support. And that's something that I told somebody who reached out. I said, listen, look for ways to lighten their load because it's such a huge emotional load that it's sometimes hard to function. And that's real. And so taking things off somebody's plate is huge. Some of the things I suggested to this person was, Make sure it's clear that you could show up after kids go to bed to hang out or that you could take their kids for even a couple hours to say, hey, I'd love to come take your kids or invite them with their kids over yeah. for dinner. So it's not a meal they have to prepare. Right. Things like that that just or just show up with a meal. Things that make the load lighter go so far. It speaks volumes in that moment. Were you going to say something, Steve? Just... I think you said it already, something that includes their kid. Mm -hmm. That acknowledges... That the kid's invited to. Yeah. And, yeah. Plan an activity that's inclusive. Kid-friendly. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. Things like that go a long ways in helping this person feel supported and seen and like they're going to be able to make it through. I was just thinking about when Penny went to visit Steve in Oklahoma she was there for like a week and a half or two weeks or something. When we were... When we were divorced. Divorced. Divor I was divorced with Sebastian. We were divorced. We were divorced. Okay. Yeah, and you were living with Sebastian. Mm -hmm. And Penny, you came home to Boise and flew her back to Oklahoma with you. And she was there for a week or two. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Steve still had to work. I knew Sebastian, but not really. And so we had to figure out who's taking care of Penny when Steve's at work. And one of our friends there watched Penny when Steve was at work for those that week or two. And I believe she listens to the podcast. Thank you she does. <laughs> for this. It was huge for me as the mom that's in Idaho to have somebody that I knew and had other little kids there watching my daughter. That you um, trusted. That I, I trusted. And I told you I met up with her recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah when which I was, traveling. was just like such a relief. And forever, I will love her 
for doing that. It was so appreciated. And that was a big one. I mean, that was a long time to be watching our kid. But um, things like that go so far. And I'm not saying you have to do that much of it. Just a small one is amazing. But those are things that stick in my head. Do you have any other experiences that you can think of where somebody did something when we were going through our divorce that I, felt big? I was just going to ask, like, is there anything that you wished you received more support from your family, friends, whatever? I felt very well supported. As far as my family went, I always knew that if I needed a break, like from Penny, that I could call my parents and say, hey, I'm dropping Penny off for an hour or two. That was a big deal, too. I'm trying to think if there was something that I wished I could have had. I don't know. I'm having a hard time getting myself in that mindset of what I, Maybe you've what I was experiencing then. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> I just know what I needed most of all was to disprove this false belief in my head, that, which was that anyone in my life is no longer going to want to be anymore. Yeah. I was divorcing my wife. I was, you know, there was so much more to it than that. But generally there is, along well, with divorce, there's usually some... I guess usually, but oftentimes there's a lot of other things coming to light that people now know that are now public knowledge that you may not have been open about with people before. Yeah. And one of the things too, Steve, that I just want to point out to our listeners is that you know, like Jessica and I, we felt like we received a ton of support and it could be part of it because we were the ones that were cheated on, right? We were in the circumstance of Mm-hmm. Hey, our spouse is the one that cheated on us. The supposed Where, victims. The, yeah, the supposed victims, right? I don't think either of us viewed ourselves that way, but... Like, not yeah. necessarily. And on the flip side of that, I was the cause of this. Yeah. And... While I didn't view it that way, the out- you might have taken yeah. it that way. I'm guessing how we viewed our existing relationships with other people surrounding this was probably very different because of that. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I just seriously thought no one's going to want anything to do with me after this. I'll be starting over with new people. And so at this time, did you think that even like you were in a circumstance where you were going to be losing your relationship with your daughter? I didn't. I mean, there was I didn't think I was worthy of being her dad. I mean, there were times where I seriously thought Penny was better off with no dad than with a gay dad. Yeah. Yeah, and you've said that several times in in recording. So that was what I needed. And that's why I really did appreciate people who reached out and made it known that they were still, that they did feel some empathy and and that they did have support to offer because, you know, I just, there were a lot more of, there was a lot more of that than I had anticipated. And there was a lot less of people wanting to be done with me the way I thought they might. There was a lot less of that than I anticipated. But I needed to hear that. You know, yeah. I needed to have that made known to me because I couldn't, I just couldn't picture how people would want to stay in my life after that. And I think that's huge. Like, that's the main thing that people need to just hear from you. People just need to, if you feel close enough to this person to reach out and say, hey, I know you're going through something hard. I'm here for you. Like, do it. Because just hearing those things from more than one person makes it feel less alone. It makes you feel less alone right. and like you're, you are loved. And Matt, you know, what you brought up about how to approach someone who is the supposed victim of divorce versus someone who was in my shoes 
does that change? Yeah, what is that word for? Is it the offender? Like I, what? What is that? Probably. <laughs> and to be honest, I don't know that a lot of divorces. It probably depends. I mean, it probably depends on who you are to that couple. You know, are you with the, which of the two of the couple are you closest with, or something? I don't know. But and maybe not all divorces. I mean, some just didn't work out, and it's not like a cheating scenario or something. But did you ever feel like because what you're alluding to is like you had. There was a Steve's team and a Jessica's team. Did you ever feel like it was an us versus them? Well, I I guess what I was alluding to is just, is there a different way to reach out to the Steve in this scenario versus the Jessica in this scenario? And I think there definitely is. Yeah. And I don't think Jessica thought no one's going to want, you know, I don't think you thought it was going to change a lot of your Mm -hmm. relationships because of your divorce. I did. And I just, so I suppose the need was different there. So Mm -hmm. if the person, you know, since we're talking to, loved one of someone who's getting divorced, if the person that you love that's getting divorced is in my shoes, they may very well need to have that stated to them, that you are still in their life and you do still care and you understand life didn't go as planned for them, but it doesn't change things for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why it's getting hard for me to talk about, but I guess I'm back in that. <laughs> I said I was having a hard time getting in that mindset of what this was like back then, but it was, it was a lot. Yeah. So it really did mean a lot when people stated their support. Yeah. And so it is so important. And and I appreciate it so much when I get these emails or these messages from friends and family saying, hey, how can I show support? I'm like, just go show up. <laughs> show up for them. Reach out and tell them you're there. Like, don't hesitate. This is in life. Like, don't hesitate to show love for somebody. Don't ignore that prompting to send a text message. You have no idea what a difference it's making. Yeah. And how important that is. And if even if you feel like they have a ton of support, you don't know that. Like, you don't, we don't know that. And nobody can have too much support and love given to them. And you might not know what the right thing is to say, but for me in those circumstances, even saying the wrong thing was better than not saying anything. I agree. Or I guess, I mean, saying something that you're not quite sure how to state it. <laughs> yeah. Like stumbling through a show of support was still better than than not saying anything. Yeah. Just be, yeah. So I guess our main advice is... Reach out. Reach out. Don't be afraid to do that. It made a difference for all of us in that. And reach out in the kind, loving, supportive way. And I think... For me, going back to where I said I felt like some people were just looking for details or drama or whatever, maybe don't ask a whole lot of questions in that. Maybe that's one of the takeaways of just saying, hey, I know you're going through something hard. I'm here for you. I love you. Whatever you feel like saying, but not necessarily prying for details. I think it was so like I'd be lying to myself right now if I didn't like divulge the fact that I do have a little lump in my throat. Because, you know, just thinking about like, Steve, you needed to receive that just so that you, you didn't go through and follow through with these suicidal thoughts that were going through your mental state at that time, mm-hmm. going through your head. And flash forward 12, 10, 12 years from that, those thoughts and those things going through your own head, like where are we at today? Like, and knowing that Steve is here, 
and he's here with Penny. And those reaching out and letting Steve know, hey, I'm still by your side, like helped Steve get through that. And anyways, I think that that's a huge takeaway of just reach out because you don't ever know what the mental state of an individual is going through something. And how one little message might carry them just a little further. The next day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, I'd always, I mean, and I talk about this a lot, that I, one of the reasons it was so important for me to stay friends with Steve during all of this and be supportive and be there for him was because I knew where he was at with his mental state. And I could not imagine my life or my daughter's life without him in it. And while it wasn't my responsibility at that point to make sure Steve was okay, I know that there were times that I was able to do that and vice versa. Like you also carried me through a lot of those moments as well, where you would allow me the space to vent and to be angry, but also still know I was loved. Steve, quick question for you. Mm -hmm. At what point, or if there ever was a point that maybe Jessica's, one of Jessica's siblings or one of her brothers reached out to you, did that happen initially or did that happen over a span of time? Was that years later? Was that do you remember? Um, I'm trying to remember specifically with your brothers. I can remember specific times with your parents, Jessica, and with Heather, sister-in-law. I don't know. I'm trying to remember specifics with Jen Zach, but but it was specifically, I mean, it was all the more powerful when a show of support came from someone who was very much in a position to be 100% Team Jessica. <laughs> yeah. And still chose to show support to me. And I mean, it doesn't get any more real than that when, you know, they're, the, the obligation to continue to support me was gone. Yeah. You know, they're no longer the brother-in-law, the sister-in-law, the in-law, the parent, the, you know, the, so to make, to continue to make that show of support was just that much more meaningful. Yeah. So one of the other things, I mean, I have up there things not to say or things to say. And I think this is also going to be so different. I put read the room next to this one because I feel like there are people who, because I put up there for me, I didn't want people bashing my ex. I didn't need that. Didn't need people talking crap about Steve, which, nor did I want that. Which is often people's, like their instinctive response. Yeah. Oh, well. That jerk, that a-hole, mm -hmm. that. So feel that out. Do they need somebody who just is going to sit with them and let them vent and... You join in that venting or do you just sit and listen? Or do or they saying, actually want you to go beat up the rest? <laughs> <laughs> I also felt it was very disempowering. Is that a word? <laughs> to have people repeatedly tell me how sorry they were. This is something that I've tried to stop doing when, whenever Same. somebody's going through something hard is saying, I'm so sorry. I want to. All the time. Like it's a knee jerk. But I also feel like for me, when I was going through my divorce, I just knew how that felt of I don't want to be pitied. I don't want to be felt sorry for because I still have the power in my life. And so when I took when I switched that and didn't feel sorry for myself, I didn't play that victim role. I felt empowered. So then what would your advice be of how they would approach you instead of saying, I'm so sorry. Somebody said something to me that I kind of stole, and this is what I use now. I want to hear this. Is instead of telling me they were sorry that things didn't work out, they said, I really hope this is the start of something, a great new chapter in your life, 
or mm-hmm. yeah. I hope this is a positive change for you or something along those lines. So something pull- of showing excitement that there's something new and exciting ahead for you that is better than what you're leaving. Because clearly, if there's a divorce, clearly that was not the right scenario or a positive scenario to be in. So getting out of that could very much be a positive thing and the start of something much better. So, And that's hard to see when you're in the divorce a lot of times. Yeah. Yep. But just having that of recognizing that, oh, I do have the power now to make something good again. It might also be something that they have seen, though, and just they've gotten to that point that they're mm-hmm. ready to be done with this marriage. And that's why the divorce is happening. And now they're excited about this next chapter. But you just didn't know any of that because you didn't know about any of the details of their because why would all that be made public until... Yes. Matt know, and I just, were just talking about this. And I've talked about this, how I felt like we had to catch people up on yeah. our whole relationship. Right. Because while they knew little things that might have been wrong, they did not understand the, the whole depth story. of it. Like the whole... That Steve is gay and all of these things that we had been dealing with and... For years. For years and had time to process. And I think that happens so often in a divorce because, yeah, you're, you're not throwing your dirty laundry out there, ideally, to everybody. There might be a few people you can fight in and that know the truth of what's going on in your relationship. But now you're having to catch people up. And so this is I put up the respecting boundaries as well. And I feel like allow people to open up to you about things as they're ready to. So some people are going to tell you everything right from the beginning. Sit and listen, whatever. Take that in. But also don't be prying if they're saying, hey, I just need some time before I really talk about this and allow them that time. Yeah. And maybe they'll never be ready to on some of it. But I think that's really important is to expect respect the boundaries that people are communicating to you. They might not know all of their boundaries, but respect the ones they're putting out there. So and maybe that's not what your relationship with them has to offer. You might yeah. not be the person that they want to talk to about this stuff. Mm-mm. You might be the person that offers some relief. And I had these people in my life, people that I could still go experience normal life with Yeah, that I didn't have to get into all the details of divorce right. and what led up to it and how are things since then. And we could just go do normal life things that were a great distraction and a great reminder that life is continuing Yeah, <laughs> and, and can still a, be enjoyed. That is a great point of having those people that you go just do things with and don't have to have a deep conversation with every time you're there unless you're wanting to. Right. But I think May- that was a big deal for me too. Maybe you can be the person that remains constant throughout that. Mm-hmm. That just the way you guys interacted and would have gotten together and yeah. laughed and had a good time before they knew about your divorce or any of those problems, if you continue to do that same thing, maybe that could be what you have to offer them. Mm-hmm. Without needing to get into the nitty-gritty. Yeah, without, it, without getting all heavy and somber all the time. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that one up too. All right. So I think we gave a lot of <laughs> advice in the things that worked for us. And you can see that even for us, it was all different. Yeah, We all needed different things. And so understanding that and just starting the conversation, I think that's the biggest thing to take away from this is if you're feeling like you should reach out, reach out. And understand that that person might put up a boundary towards you, but be okay with that. Yeah. They might just need some time. Yeah. And it's not about you. It is about them. Yeah. So don't be offended if you aren't the one they want to talk to. Yeah. Go into depth with really great point. This yeah. is about be, them, not about you. <laughs> find out what it is that you can be for them and try and be that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have friends, relationships where they've said, you know, I, I'm not ready to talk about this yet. And I totally respect that. And so but sometimes I want them to know when you are ready. Yeah, I'm here. 
or just say, hey, I'm I'm thinking about you. And so I will send texts like that, not like every day or whatever, but when they pop into my mind a few days later, I'd be like, I want them to know I'm I'm still here mm-hmm. and still thinking about them. And so I'll send them just thinking about you or hope, whatever, you know, just a little tiny text that yeah. doesn't require them to respond, that hopefully they don't even feel like they need to respond, but just so that they know somebody's there. So, and there there is a difference between how are you versus hope you're doing well. Yes, one one is asking for a response, asking. one is yep. not. Don't ask for the response. So again, read the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Try. Respect those wishes of saying, "Hey, I'm not ready to talk about this," and then say, "Don't ask a question." Like that was a great example, but just say, "I'm here. Hope you're doing all right. I love you." Just sending those type of things, I think, are powerful. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank you. We'll be back again next week. Next week is going to be like our uh, What's Going On Now episode. Tell you all the things in life that we need to catch you up on. We'll see you then. Thanks for being here for this week's episode of Husband-in-Law. Just a reminder, you can go pick up your little dudes right now at theboldlogic.com forward slash little dudes. Or you can click the link in our show notes. It's there for you as well. Also, if you have left this episode feeling like you want to strengthen your relationships, if you want to do more for yourself and therefore for others, I have a free workbook that is perfect for you. This workbook is so great for people who are just starting out in identifying their pain points. It helps you figure out where you need to create change in life and starts you on the path of how to create that change. It will also help you identify where you need to set boundaries in place and begin that process. So if you are interested in that, the link to my free workbook is in the show notes, or you can go pick it up at theboldlogic.com forward slash free workbook. Have a great week, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.